Tune in, the signal's clear. Coming through geocache talk. A voice on the line I hear. Coming through geocache talk. It's time for geocache talk. Whether you are at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching. If you are watching live on YouTube, you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show. If you are listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly geocache talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music. Mm-hmm. And our, which is cool. Now we got him doing that part. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, on uh, not not only on the audio side, but now on the video side, our featured patrons: Purple Turtles Three, ACDC Family, None of It Tidy, Josh Boggs, Carrot Killer, and I missed seeing Carrot Killer and his wife, uh, who goes by Lady Black Cat. They rolled through town, but uh, this afternoon I was uh, my allergies were killing me so i didn't get i didn't want to go snivel all over them so they rolled through town and uh found a cache and moved on so but thanks thanks for the invite uh cores gat geocaching with lampe dave and karen of cash canada team Tailwagger, black chrome and our new patrons a wall sackishness the fours awakens huey 250 merlin 1392 Kenny Mason Mady or Kenny Mason Maddie? I'm trying to figure out. I'm getting an, uh, a clarification on that. I'm sure it's Maddie, but I'm. Yeah. It seems like it would be three names, right? Yeah, but Kenny Mason Maddie. Guess because there's so many creative names. I know. There. Kenny Mason Maddie. There you go. Maddie. Maddie. Yep. Thank That's you so right. much. They corrected you there. Oh, good. Thank you. Kenny Mason Maddie. Rin Nicole, the, f- the four Lunsfords. Not the four Lunsfords, you think? Not uh, not these four Lunsfords, different. Not four those four Lunsfords. <laughs> and Geocache. We'll talk about Geocache here in a moment. If you'd like to become a patron, click on the Become a Patron link on the front page of the Geocache Talk website, or you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Geocache Talk for more details. Patrons get the now famous coin. Ooh, it's in some nice. up this week. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, and um, I've messed up my notes, so bear with me a moment. Uh, other geocaching items during the year, as well as bonus content, invites to special events only for patrons, like the book club. It's been going on now for a little bit. We uh, And we've done some special patron podcasts. That's been fun. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, we also um, have the Golden Ammo Can group uh, got a special gift this uh, week, in in fact. so Sure did. Thanks, Golden Ammo Can people, and I uh, hope you enjoy your gift. Support levels start at as little as Bison Tube level. That's just $3 a month. Let me welcome my co-host, Jesse. Good evening, I'm I'm here. I'm happy to be here tonight, and I get to talk about something called Cashly that I've never heard of before. So oh yeah, no, never used really. it, heard of it or anything. <laughs> you, you and I live by Cashly, my my friend. You know that. I know everybody I meet is tired of me talking about it because I'm like, <laughs> you mean you don't know? Come on, yeah, you do. Come on. Yeah, oh, I, I, I appreciate you doing that. Yeah, 
Uh, so we're going to jump right into show 202 as we talk about Cashly 6.0 with Nick Hubbard. Nick, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. As always. And it's really welcome back, right? Because It is a very welcome back. This once or twice before. It's yeah. true. Uh, oh, my gosh. The comments are going crazy. How did we get 37 comments in that short of a time? Oh, my gosh. This is great. Thank you, everyone. Uh, best people, people need happy stuff right now. Best That's why. Ever. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you. Yes. Appreciate that. Um, can I talk about what we gave them? Is that, can we? Yeah. Can we, Go ahead. Okay. We're going to talk about it more later, but. Yeah. We can just get tonight and get, get into it. Yeah. More. We got so many things to talk about tonight. We're going to get into details, but I did send them my new book, The Goal, The Ammo Can in the Woods, a goal, a geocaching anthology, if I can get my own title up. But Jesse and I, Jesse took that photo. I, I did. It's better. Um, this is an early copy. I had to fix the I fixed the the front cover so it looks better. But Jesse took that one because it's a cool ammo can we found. That was Jesse's five mm thousandth. -hmm. It was, yeah. And Jasmer completion. Yeah. So that was fun. And if it's it's on Amazon, if you'd like to go find it and purchase, I would appreciate that. The Ammo Can in the Woods, a geocaching anthology. So uh, I was wondering how I got that in the mail. You must have sent it to me. I sent it to you. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, I had a bunch of people go. I, I had a bunch of people say, "Oh, great! What I buy from Amazon?" That's <laughs> no. I, I have I have your first book, and I I knew you were coming out with a second one. I wondered if I had like pre-ordered it without right. remembering it. But yeah, thank you. Okay. Uh, you know, not to spoil anything in the book because obviously I got a copy of it. And I got we got to talk about it ahead of time. But Christy laughed out loud at one of the pages towards the end. Yeah. I won't say what it is, but there's a maze on there. And there's oh, a yeah. smart alecky comment <laughs> on it about me. <laughs> she yeah. like, ah, he got you. <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean, that didn't reveal anything, right? But I'm not going to say it. I, I let people get their own laughs out of the book. It's definitely, um, there's definitely a lot of humor. It's not a, it's not a, if you're looking for a serious book, go back to Amazon, right? Because yeah, a funny, fun, filled with a lot. I, I don't want to say what's in it, right? Because you, yeah, People see it if they see it, but it's you know a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, um, you know, uh, if you ever see us, you know, bring it. We'll we'll sign we'll sign your books, no problem. So. Well, absolutely right, but it's we could not navigate the process of signing it and getting it shipped and and making sure it got there on time. So yeah, plus we want to encourage people to to go to Megas when they start, you know, and all this other stuff and. And we want to visit people. That's our number one number one goal is to get that meet everybody that we talk to online. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's get into a little bit of news, and then we want to dive in because I got we got a lot of cool questions to ask about six zero, and uh, oh yeah, just so excited about. It. I can't tell you. I can't tell you how. I mean, I've been using it now. I'm. It's been wonderful, but uh, a lot of cool stuff. There's stuff in here for everybody. I always say that. I always agree. I always. Mm -hmm. uh, whether people agree or not, I think that there's stuff in this show that fits uh, a lot of uh, it's sort of agnostic to your phone. It fits for iOS. It fits for Android. Right. Right. So don't just tune us out because the cash, the uh, cash is on iOS. There's some things in here that really fit for all of them. So stay with us on that. Um, so, we have a new show coming out this Tuesday and we're very excited about 
um, having that. It's our it's a brand new podcast. It'll be out, um, and it'll be on the on the calendar on the website because it's a little different. It's going to be the second and third Tuesdays of every month. So we're going to have Puzzle Talk. Mm-hmm. So we're very excited to have Puzzle Talk. Uh, we've got two incredible hosts for that. Not Jesse and Gary. Nope, not Jesse and Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Charles Watkins, Pathfinder 33, and Electric Waterboy. Uh, Tom Brotherman are going to handle uh, that show. We might be on a little bit, but not really talking about puzzles, just kind of running the show a little bit um, until they're comfortable and don't need us, and uh, that won't be long. But Puzzle Talk is going to be great. Um, second and third Tuesdays, first and fourth Tuesdays, of course, is Gadget Talk on Tuesdays. And then we've got, um, no, not that one. Uh, Geocaching with Kids is once a month. That's our other podcast. And then we've got a new icon that I know, um, I think. Um, That's some good news, too. Derek so. wants to fix that. Should I, can I show that one? It's, it's uh, wait, hold on. We have the, he's working on the, the new one now. New so. working on a new one. Okay. Let him get the new one finished, which he sent me, and I will get that, and we'll okay. get it before the end of the show. We'll put it up there. Okay, cool. All right. Um, so, other announcements. Um, the Geocache Talk store has some more items in it. Jesse's wearing one of them. I think's in the store, right? I sure am. Um, so I got this in today. It's very cool. I'm not gonna line this up with like the back. No, you're good. Turn, turn. There you go. You're that guy. Put the micro in the woods. Yes, I like it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, and actually, that is very true. I am that guy that'll hide a micro in the woods. <laughs> I know everybody thinks you have to have an ammo can in the woods or a bucket, but you know what? I want it to be hard when I get there, too. So that's uh, right. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Challenge accepted. So check out our store. Go to geocachetalk.com. Go to the store. Get you a cool shirt. There's a couple different ones. There's the Gadget Talk one. Yeah. And there's that one. And we're, you know, um, we're trying to add some funny stuff. That's yeah. the theme of the last couple of months for us. We're just trying to add some humor in right now. You know, the, everybody's in a different situation worldwide. So we want to make sure you can have as much fun as you want to have right now. So we're, we're being a little sillier than normal, but that's okay. You know, yeah. it, it's fun. Fun, part, so. fun stuff. Uh, for June, we mm-hmm. have, uh, we brought back our promo for our uh, one of our sponsors Geo, uh, right in the rain so if you use the promo code geocache mm-hmm. you can get not 10 percent, not 20 percent, 30 percent off Woohoo! so there you go promo code geocache you can get some cool stuff um so and- yeah so if anybody doubts right in the rain paper go back and watch if you haven't already watched it gadget talk the last gadget talk where they're writing under the water on the paper that's been soaking for like a week that is awesome you know it's already been out so hopefully i'm not spoiling it for anybody but it's just really neat they're like yeah we'll try it right here live on the air blam right there you go it, it works like crazy so it works great um they've been uh great sponsors as well as what we're talking about tonight cashly like that one yeah very cool <laughs> that's very subtle <laughs> nobody saw that one coming gary nobody saw that coming you like my little segue to cashley yeah um 
So I went back just for fun. I've done this a couple times before, but um, I do remember one. I think it's called 1.0, I think. So Cash and Release, the show I was on prior to this one, it was show number 50. Uh, Nick, you and I were on that show. It was 221 of 2016. So over four years ago. Yeah. Is does 1.0 was it 1.0 or 1.1 or I don't remember what we would have yeah it was 1. Point something but yeah I think I'd released it in December of the right. year before yeah so that was really cool so look at look at how far we've come we're up to 6.0 can you imagine that we've come this far no it's crazy <laughs> it's been great uh we're gonna get into some cool stuff tonight yeah um I do have on the website the full featured list link um it's on uh medium yeah which um i like media i don't really get on medium for other reasons but i usually only get on for for your your info so it's helpful it's it's a it's a quick easy way to write kind of a blog post without messing with your own software or your own website so cool yes um so uh, we're going to get into that. Oh yeah. Well, Chris, you mentioned y'all used offline maps today, which I always use offline maps. I mean, that's awesome. I completed, uh, the Texas challenge, 254 counties last year. Susan, and I did, and we, we used, we use this old, this old, uh, iPhone. That's all we used, you know, you, in as long as you, you know, do a little prep, just a little, a little prep is all you need. And, uh, we were in places in the middle of nowhere, Texas. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't a signal for miles and, uh, just used Cashly and just found all the caches. And I couldn't log them until <laughs> yeah. I got back to that, but I didn't need to log yeah. them. I just needed to find them, make, you know, make note. And uh, same thing like up in the mountains, right, Jesse? I mean, that's, oh, yeah. yeah. The, so both the caches we found today, and we were going to do this big bit when you got on here today saying, you know, you've been making the circuit, but your special announcement was that you're doing a cash lead for GPSRs. It's that road of making fun of GPSRs again, and we don't want to do that. So um, now both caches I found today were mountaintop caches. I mean, not, not extreme mountains, but serious drive and then a hike once you got there and everything else. And like one of them hadn't been found in 19 months and the other one from 2002 and, you know, ammo cans in the woods, that kind of deal. Um, as we're driving on the way down there, we just, you know, we just grabbed the visible caches, saved it to an offline list. So when we got there, everything was saved, you know, and we saved yeah. full day. We're doing it. Um, zero problems. Um, and this is, there is zero signal where we were at all. Zero. And right. we're in the mountains. It's legitimate zero signal. It's not like I have kind of bad service. There's no signal anywhere. Yeah. Um, that plus, you know, all 10,000 other caches I've done, I, I'm just not, except for maybe three, the cell phone works fine. <laughs> and right. every one of those we use for Cashly and it, you know, it doesn't even slow it. We use offline lists even when we're probably going to be in cell service just because we keep going back to it all the time and we like to navigate it and everything else. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Works. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's, that's our style of caching. And I know everybody does their own style of caching, but we straight go to the offline list like every single time. Well, let's get into the the meat uh, the meat and bones of the uh, episode. Let's talk about trackable scanner. Uh, yeah, I I recently used it. 
we were doing um, our usual Motley Cash and Crew run, and we got to a Travel Bug Hotel. And I was like, "Oh, good, I can I can use it now that I because I knew it was there." Yeah. And um, uh, the scanner, the scanner at the bottom, mm-hmm. um, you know, the usual uh, hit the trackable button, and then now you've got this link up here at the top uh, with the little green. Yeah, the, the scan button. The scan button. So you click scan and it comes up and gives you the, it gives you like a, a trackable scanner. And that's been, been, it was a lot of fun. It, it worked great. You know, it's one thing to sit at your desk and maybe scan one. Right. Uh, we were talking about off the sh- uh, uh, before the show started that one of the things that I was curious to find out was, you know, can I stand there in the middle of a, you know, you know, this is on the side of the, you know, this is actually kind of in the woods a little bit you know, scan there and, you know, stand there and, and grab one and try to scan it and all that good stuff. And it worked great. It, uh, it's really good at seeking, I guess is the way to put it. It kind of seeks for that. Yeah. You, it's looking for text. Yeah. It's looking for that text. And, and some of them, you know, this, even if it was like, there were some of them that had been, you know, out in the wild for a while. Um, you know, so they were kind of, some of them were kind of dirty and, and so forth and, you know, faded. But I mean, I, uh, I was able to, to put it on there and, and, um, it found it and worked great. And, um, the, the cool thing is that it, um, it comes up and I hadn't really done the prep that I should have probably done. So it came up and said, do you want to just discover it? You want to grab it? You know, I was just doing discoveries. I wasn't really in a spot where I could really grab them, but it did a quick discovery log. It worked great. Um, there is a thing though, we probably want to talk about, um, cause Jesse, you were looking at, uh, tweaking the text for. Yeah. So, um, and it's, it's in there, obviously we, we got to chat a little bit before the show started, but, um, so like when you scan it, you can set up a pre, uh, a pre-done text, a template text template. That's what you call it. Right. Which yeah, yeah. we have them for fine logs and that's not a new one for the fine logs and everything else. And, you know, DNF and stuff, um, or events, but you can do it now for discoveries too of uh, trackables, right? Yeah. So that feature is available in the settings of Cashly. Yeah. You can create uh, those for different kind of logs of trackables. And then that will work also with the scanner. So if you're doing discover logs, it'll insert that text template automatically if you created that. And so they kind of work together like that. So I'm scanning. Uh... So like Gary has just set up found on a list on Facebook. And uh, <laughs> he's not hearing you. <laughs> he's not hearing me. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I am doing the one that uh, that the Aussie Geocacher sent me, so I'm I'm going to send a discover log for that. But it just you can use it anywhere. But that's cool. I mean, um, uh, go to go to more. I always call it more. I guess it's is that a good yeah. way to put it? Yeah, the more tab. The more tab. Go to more tab. Go to settings. Yep. Mm-hmm. And under settings, if you track down a little ways, you'll see the uh, text templates yep. down there and just uh, set up your own uh, set up a text template. Yeah. And, and one thing about the scanning, one of my beta testers uh, actually mentioned that they oh, tried cool. it on some, yeah, some curved text for the, the code. One of the coins he had was it was kind of on an arc and it, and it worked scanning that as well. So hopefully it scans pretty much every situation. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's working great. I love it. Good. And um, glad to hear it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So several things that uh, you've added or or fixed. We'll talk about some different things tonight. Uh, what is state restoration? What is the what is that all about? That that is the. I keep saying this, but this is the biggest feature that nobody will ever ever notice. <laughs> and it's also probably the the most boring feature to talk about, but the one that people appreciate. So yeah, previously before 6.0, uh, if you switch to something like the camera or other apps that used a lot of uh, processing power memory, uh, it would often kill Cashly in the background. And then when you return, you would just get back to the live screen. It would do a search where you are and you kind of would lose your place. Right. So sometimes that was okay, but sometimes it was really annoying. If you were navigated to a cache, you were on the navigation screen and it, you know, gets killed and you got to find that again. So right. with this uh, state restoration, every screen in the whole app has basically been updated to save its state. Uh, so that means where it was scrolled in a list where, you know, the text was that you just typed uh, basically all UI elements that you see, uh, pins on a map, your position of the pins, um, mm -hmm. all those kind of things are saved. Um, so then you can just return to Cashly like nothing even happened. So people should be starting to get so used to it, they don't even notice that it's happening. But it's great because yeah. I think we've all been there. And it, yeah, that uh, I don't know how much coding has to be done for that, but it was one of the biggest features of, of 6.0. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it is a, is a huge. Uh, like you said, it's it's one of those things. It's kind of like uh, if an umpire is doing a fabulous job umpiring a game, uh, you don't notice him because he's doing a great job. So that's yeah. kind of, kind it's, of not, it's not a fancy uh, <laughs> feature to advertise. No, okay. no, you're exactly right. But uh, even people in the chat room, I mean, it didn't go unnoticed. People have noticed it and they've they're appreciative yeah. of it. So oh, yeah. absolutely, that's good. That's great. Um. So yeah, so John, that's the default. Um, you can go in talking about trackables. You can go in, you can change it, and do your own text there. So yep. very cool. All right, um, cache logs. View friends' logs for a geocache, and you can view own logs of a geocache. It's kind of interesting. I like this idea. So how does that work? So that's that's something that the API team at HQ added. So mm -hmm. all partner apps could could actually access that. But if you have friends that are showing Cashly, which uh, they are geocaching.com friends, but uh, there's that extra step of the authorization of mobile apps, um, which is in your settings on geocaching.com. So you'll see all your friends that have authorized uh, mobile apps to to see them. And you can uh, just, you can see their log. So if you're needing help on a cache, uh, you're just curious, uh, you go to the log section of a cache and then there's a little kind of a user icon at the top right. And that will sh show those two new options, uh, friends logs or your own. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, and the, and the one, both of these, uh, well, the first one is something that CGO users have always said, Oh, CGO has this, but right. you know, none of the other apps have, uh, but that wasn't something that we could previously provide because uh, CGO is doing things differently than, than partner apps. Um, but the second one that we said, uh, viewing your own logs, that was a suggestion by my beta testers. So they had wanted to be able to see, you know, if you had DNF'd a, a cache, you know, six years ago, 
you don't want to sit there and scroll through like 300 mm-hmm. logs to find your old log. Uh, with this new feature, it'll just go right to your, you know, your logs that you posted for that cache. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now that actually is, I can see where I would use that too. You know, you get to a cache and especially your friends, you know how your friends log things like people log differently. Right. But you know what your friends are actually saying when they log a cache, like it's coded, but you know exactly what they mean by it. So sometimes it'd yeah. be a lot more helpful than just read the random, random logs. So yeah. I like that. Yep. Yeah, my allergies are killing me. So if I'm if I'm tearing up, it's for both reasons. <laughs> for for reasons of I love Cashly so much, I am tearing up. But also, my allergies are. This my this head. is one of my beta testers, so he's. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> he's being snarky. Tearing up. That's fine. You can be. <laughs> and I was, uh, and I am tearing up for both reasons. Uh, <laughs> uh, map type quick switcher. Um, this is interesting. I like this, and I don't really think i even noticed that i didn't have it before yeah so this is another uh user suggestion i think this was a beta tester suggestion right uh but before you know if if you have a couple map types that you really enjoy like offline maps but you also want to switch to satellite view because you want to you know see visually what's around you you know forests or whatever uh you can just long press on the map layers button and it will show you your three previously used map types Oh, sweet. So you can instead of going to the you know the large the large list of them and scrolling down, yeah. Like, so then you can kind of just toggle back and forth between your maybe two favorites or your three favorites. Yeah, doing four for mine. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it makes awesome? it makes it quicker and easier. It is quick and easy. I love it. Let me tell you why this is an awesome addition that I didn't even realize was okay. there. Um, so my wife and I often cash together, and we have different styles of using maps. Yeah. Um, so, cause you know, I'm trying not to drop, I'm not saying I never do it, but I'm not admitting to doing it either, but no, you're I'm, to do it. I try not to look at my phone, you know, while I'm driving Yeah. when she's in the passenger seat and she's the map person, right? Yeah. Well, especially when we get to urban areas, she'll have it on, um, she'll have it on the street maps and I'm like, well, we're in a parking lot. That doesn't help switch over to the aerial maps, right? You go in and you get off and you're already driving around and this is perfect because we switch back and forth and uh, we both have our opinions of which map we should be using at certain times. <laughs> Toggling back and forth will be good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said it's going to be your new favorite feature. Uh, well, it, we actually have another feature that I want to bring up before we get off of the map stuff. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I actually even have a picture that I've been waiting until you came back on. So she okay. made sure that I brought this up. So this right here, oh. Apple maps yep. if you look on here. You can see out of reach GC and then the GC code on there. Yes. So I found this out in the oh, field. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that was part of it. We had it plugged into Apple Maps and, you know, I always love navigating to it on the right. on the dashboard. Yeah, yeah. Put up the GC code and the name of the cache in the map on my dashboard. I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. It was yeah. so cool to see that. I don't know why it just tickled us. We, we love that so much. I know. It probably took all kinds of programming. I don't know if people like that or not, but that is our new favorite thing about Cashly is when we plug it into Apple Maps, it's got the cache name on our dashboard. Surprisingly, that was very easy to do. It was a user suggestion and and something I didn't even realize was possible. Um, but before, if you went to like the history in Apple Maps of what you had been to, mm-hmm. it was just, I think it was like dropped pin or just show the cords. So if yeah. somebody had done a bunch, they had no clue what you know those all were. 
So yeah, right. it, was, it was actually quite simple to just send that data to there. But yeah, a, a bunch of users have said, oh man, it's so nice to have. I don't so, know why it was, we were geeking out over it. I don't, it's so nerdy. I know, but to have, I, I, I like those small things that people appreciate. <laughs> we had all kinds of fun with that. She's like, Oh, you got to tell Nick about this. When y'all having him on the show again? She's like, this is awesome. So um, we've been saving that picture actually, I think for about a month. So love it. Awesome. I, I don't know like it. It a small thing, but it was so cool just to see that that's what we're driving to. Not like random spot in parking lot. It was the actual. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Very cool, though. I, I, you know, I don't know if anybody else even noticed or liked it as much. I know a few people noticed until they liked it a lot, but we loved it. So, uh, one thing that is interesting that I, we want to discuss next is droppable pins, and so uh, I like putting droppable pins because sometimes um, the the CO may not put they may not put a waypoint that I think should be added, but I'm not, I'm not the CO for that cache, but I'll go look sometimes at a map and I'll go, you know, they're not giving me a good idea of where to really park. And I've been using Waze, and I'm actually kind of thinking I'm, I've had trouble with Waze. Waze will try to take me straight to the cache. Yeah. And Susan, and I invariably will be, at the back side of a cemetery where it's trying to take me like exactly directly to it. It's like, I, so then I have to stop <laughs> and I have to figure out where's the true parking for this thing. Yes. Um, and so um, I like that I can, ahead of time I can drop a pin, but I also um, you got it now. So it's draggable. Yeah. So it sounds, it sounds simple, but th this feature actually used to be in Cashly. Um, until I released 5.0 and then it disappeared. Uh, and that was because in 5.0, I, I added Google Maps again and I right. added offline maps. Um, and that that was a total of three different mapping frameworks, if I'm being kind of technical. So right. that everything had to be done three times. So so the, the ability to drag a pin, the code for that was three times the work uh, and it just didn't make it into 5.0 and it took all the way until 6.0 to finally be yeah. added again so yeah now you can just long press on one of those pins that you dropped and you can drag it to where you want i use that all the time too that's one of the main features we use all the time because i'm always scouting locations or you know for caches i may hide in the future or anything like that yeah save locations list is always like a bunch i hope there's not a limit on there because i got a bunch on there <laughs> there's not there's not but I, I mean i always drop a pin and then save it as an offline geocache because there's the, sa the save pins or save locations has limited functionality you know you can't filter on those and, and things like that so a lot of users will just create a like a random type in an earth cache or something like that uh you know of a custom cache type <clears throat> and save it that way so either either way you can do it yeah that's good uh yeah jeff pointing out that that's um use that for placement yeah that's good so you can get a real true idea from a satellite yep um, very good yeah and um it is is really good. It's interesting too. Our our fans, uh, viewers, listeners of our show, it's amazing how advanced they really are. So I think that uh, I wouldn't, as you know, we were going to talk about some things that are sort of on the advanced side, which is Jess and I sort of really focus a lot on trying to to provide a lot of advanced type 
features for people. We don't skip the beginning stuff per se, but usually beginning stuff can be found anywhere. Yeah. But sometimes the advanced type things aren't as easy to find on YouTube or wherever you're going. So we're sort of pride ourselves on making sure we get some of those advanced items. So, all right. Um, and we're keeping track of the, our incredible chat room too, because they're asking some great um, or commenting in case you click the wrong spot is great. That is great. Cause you used to, I think yeah. you had to delete it, redo it. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't as easy to be exact. Right. Uh, before. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about accessibility improvements because uh, we have people that use that. Uh, we have um, some friends that um, many that will, that need that, those type of items. Um, so tile based maps now have a two X zoom option for better readability. Yeah. So that sounds like a really snazzy title, uh, but <laughs> So this was actually added in 6.0.1, so which okay. was the second release, um, and was because a, a user emailed me and said, I think they were from Sweden. Mm -hmm. They were using the uh, the option for a custom tile URL. I don't know if you guys have ever used that. You can enter, you know, there's other t map providers and they provide different kind of map URLs and it will load those tiles on in Cachely. Okay. Um, and when we have the retina phones nowadays that are super high res, a lot of those tiles show up really high res but they're very small so street names city names all that kind of stuff is just minute and it's not something you can zoom in really it's not a vector map that i could change the font size um so now there's an option in settings where it actually casually will rewrite those images as double size and even though they're a little less crisp in resolution it's way more readable so hmm. you can actually test this without adding a custom url by using the uh the open map option which is actually a tile-based uh, map so a lot of users that have just been using that map have been happy that they can actually read street names and things like that now so oh nice because e even i mean i don't think i have bad eyesight but it was it was pretty hard to read those little very small street names so right but that's important mm -hmm. that you know there's a large group of people that have trouble reading you know you see people with their phones and sometimes they have that the text turned way up or, you know, yeah. way up uh, and it just, it's more convenient for them. I like that. You so it's great that you have the option. Yeah. You can really, really see those. That's cool. It, it makes it a lot more comfortable for people, you know, and we've talked about this. Not everybody fits the same mold. Everybody yeah. has different restrictions and abilities and everything else. So the fact that you're adding that is, is good. Very good. Yeah. And the, uh, and my premium offline maps, which are the, you know, custom maps for Cashly, they also now, respond if somebody has the larger fonts on their phone. Uh, those will also become larger based on how large you've set it on your phone. Mm -hmm. um, so those are way more accessible than before. Before it was just kind of a set font size and uh, you know, one, one size fits all sort of thing. Um, and then finally the description and a hint also responds to uh, accessible font sizes in, in iOS. So trying to do some of the most popular places in the interface and then I hope to make the entire casual interface at, at some point be, you know, be able to respond to larger font sizes. Yeah. So, oh, that's cool. Well, that's, yeah. that's good. So I, I'm glad you added that in there. I wouldn't have thought about that as, you know, when you're programming something like that, but yeah, you don't know. Right. Yeah. 
there's yeah, like you said, there's so many different kinds of users, people that that need that kind of thing, and then they use an app that doesn't, you know, give them a larger font size. It can be frustrating or hard to use. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's take a moment and talk about uh, offline maps um, in in a, in one sense. We'll we'll talk about it in different ways, but one thing I think that people don't realize is you can purchase um, the offline maps, and I I love them because uh, depending on what state I'm in, and I've been going up to Kansas or going over to Arkansas, visit family, uh, getting the Texas one, you can purchase the offline maps. Yep. Um, and um, they're like uh, seventy five dollars. How much are they? <laughs> it's it's uh two ninety nine. Two hundred oh two dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah, yeah two dollars and ninety nine cents for all the maps you can download, and it's for the whole world. So, I mean, come on. Yeah, one time payment. Is that incredible? Yeah. Is that incredible or what, people? Two dollars and ninety nine cents. You get all the maps. I mean, I don't. And, know. and they're updated. Uh, well, some of them are updated every two weeks, and then countries that aren't used as much are about every month. So, oh my, it's all is incredible. I love it. I love it. Which Here's oh, interesting question from the chat room. You may have mentioned this before. What's your favorite feature of Cashly? That's since you know every single one. Obviously, <laughs> that's that's got to be hard to uh, to do. Um, I'll mention just my favorite of 6.0 because I would be sitting here thinking for longer if, if it was all of Cashly. But <laughs> I, I think, well, in audio, don't worry about it. We'll just sit here with that air. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, probably state restoration, even though it's boring. But it was. The most, the one I was the most proud of because it, it right. solved an issue for a lot of people. I, well, probably every user that ever used Cashly had that problem, so that was the one I was most proud of. Yeah. So here's something that you probably wouldn't bring up if we didn't. Uh, Ian said he spent six ninety nine. He was feeling nice. So what he's talking about is the uh, the tip the developer, right? I think he purchased it and just put, or did he? That's a good question. There's a yeah for the maps. There's a. It's I I call it map supporter. So you can just do the basic one, which is two ninety nine, or yeah, or you can be more generous and be like a a gold map supporter or a, or a premium map supporter. Um, it's right. just different levels, yeah. Too if if somebody's interested in giving a little bit more, um, it's basically tipping the developer, yeah. But yeah, no you no pressure for anybody to do that. You've <laughs> earned it, definitely, sure. Gary. Eyes eyes, you've earned it, right? Oh, you super hard on this, and I know that you're independently wealthy, like we always talk about, and you don't have any yeah. real jobs. <laughs> Get around all the time doing this. Absolutely yeah. not. But uh, <laughs> we're we're very grateful. So, well, also if you've already purchased them and you want to, and you still want to tip the developer, don't forget it's down there. You can tip the developer, and you can. I think you can do any amount you want, but you give them or do you give them these options? Yeah, there's some preset options. Yeah, preset options. It's, it's on the more tab. Gift cashly to somebody else too, right? Yeah, you can do that. That's that option's in the app store. But yeah, you can feel free to gift it to your friends. Okay, so that's yeah, I did it for my mom. I bought my mom that she was like, I got a new phone, which one I'm gonna use. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, hold on, stop. <laughs> um, but uh I guess I did that through the app store. I didn't do that directly through Cashly though. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That is awesome. Very cool. Uh all right. So uh let's talk let, let's switch over to waypoints. Yes. Um, waypoints are always great. I'm always appreciative when a cash owner puts a waypoint um, because, and that's something I know. I assume Jesse does. I know I try to put. I put a waypoint if it makes sense. I, I think that's. 
I put a bunch of fake ones. Just tell people <laughs> off. <laughs> now that's something I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. I don't usually. <laughs> so here, here's a waypoint. There was a bird here, and I put a waypoint. No, uh, <laughs> but uh, on 6.0 waypoint icons show the waypoint code. Yes. So, <laughs> you want me to explain this one? Yeah. In cool. the way that I found to create this, so. I would have never thought of this on my own, like right. many of the cache features, but um, there was a German user uh, that emailed me and they said, so they have a, they had a multi that had, it was either a multi or a puzzle. So there was like uh, 25 waypoints and they needed oh. to find them all. They needed to follow them all. And previously in Cachely, you would look at the navigate screen and it would show all the waypoints, but it didn't show the numbers on them. Okay. And when they tapped them, it didn't show the text that was associated with the waypoint. So the user had to go back to the main cache screen, click on waypoints. Then they could see them in the list. They would tap on one. It would show the map with just that single waypoint. They would go to that one. And then they had to do the whole process over when they went, you know, wanted to go to the second waypoint. So instead, um, I worked with them on this. Now the, the actual pins show like a 0, 1, 0, 2. It actually shows the code. So they can see the order right on the map. Right. And then when you tap on them, the what I call the map call out, which is what you know shows information about the pin. Right. Yeah, now we'll show all of the text of the, the waypoint. So here's so, one yeah. from my this is from my library final. Yeah. So it's got FN and it's got it tells you where the final is. It's in the library. Yeah. And that's and, really cool. And if it has even a like a paragraph of text now, it will show all of that in that call map call oh, out. That, that is so awesome. All those problems that I never realized were really in Cashly, this user showed me and and I was able to to solve them for you know that user and many others. So now you can just kind of stay on that navigate screen, get all the info you need for those waypoints and, and find that cache. So perfect. That's and you know, a couple this kind of goes under the heading of what people have been saying in the chat room is that I don't know how you managed to do it, but your customer service for this app is insane. You are very responsive. You've always done that since the very beginning. You're very responsive. You're always looking for new things to add to that. You don't make people rebuy the app. You're not doing any of the other stuff. But you keep, like, this the waypoint thing you just talked about. I don't know how much yeah. coding and ones and zeros that equals to <laughs> in the background, right? Um, but, like, there's no reason to add that. You don't have to. You've already sold the app, right? But you keep adding these things that make it. And that's that's a pretty advanced thing. Like, some people may use that. Some people may never think about that. Yeah. But you're adding that based on suggestions that you put right in your app that people can contact you and go, hey, here's the thing. Have you ever thought about this? And you're getting a lot of these suggestions from people. And that's pretty advanced stuff, right? Really, all you need to find a geocache is the coordinates. But you yeah. keep adding stuff that adds to the experience of caching. And that's that's pretty impressive. And people definitely pick that up that, you know, they they always comment when we talk about caching, that how how responsive you are and how you keep adding more things for the same price, which is amazing yeah and, and i'm happy to do that i mean i would say like 90 percent of the features in cashly were user suggested or beta tester suggested right. uh, i i don't cash myself as much as i wish i did so i mean the people that have thirty thousand finds are well versed in geocaching and, and doing cache types that i've never even found before um so the the input from others is just extremely valuable for building cashly and this is basically the th same as a GPSR, right? I mean, 
You can do all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> I've, no. I've never used a GPSR, to be honest, no. uh, to, to find a geocache, but... <laughs> I know. I, I would be like, I could probably do it to save my life, but if I was thrown in the woods right now, I'd be in trouble, so... I think you have better battery life. Is that the one thing going for it? And 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 a stronger GPS signal. Those are the two things, maybe. No. We don't go off the rails. We'll go off the rails. Which I, does I mean it. all the time, and I have no trouble finding it with my phone. So I yeah. don't know the advantage of it. I know people swear by them, and it's nostalgic. Anything else? It's like the whole argument about playing records, right, versus an MP3 player or whatever. Yeah. MP3 yep. that's old too. I get that, but <laughs> iTunes or Spotify versus a record. People want to use that old tool, but I mean, you can't, you can't do this, any of the things we're talking about today on that. You're not switching yeah. between waypoints and getting descriptions and doing all the other stuff on the fly and moving your pins around. I'm pretty sure that you can't do that on a GPS. So these so are probably, really features. Yeah. There's probably not state restoration on a GPSR. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Probably not. No, no. Uh, I do want to switch gear real quick as this has been around. It's not a 6.0 feature, but it, 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 it came up when we talked about uh, battery battery life. So uh, I think we talked about it before, but if we can talk about it just briefly, yeah. um, you've got a in in more in settings at the very bottom. There's a power and battery setting, yeah, called high powered high power mode. Which actually I like this feature. I don't think I've ever used it, but I think the other day it would have been nice to have had. I think, um, but. It says high powered mode can increase accuracy when moving between screens, but will use more power. Yes, that is that is a new 6.0 feature. So oh, it is okay. Good. Well, yeah. Feel, okay. So in I think since maybe 4.0 or 5.0, when you left a screen that had a map on it, it would actually turn off the GPS uh, in code. So you would actually start saving battery because if huh. you were just maybe maybe looking at the cache description for a while or solving a puzzle or something like that. Right. You don't need the GPS to be running, really. Um, and that was kind of the default of Cashly. But every once in a while, especially if you weren't maybe using the assisted GPS, which an iPhone has, where it's quickly triangulating your location, maybe you're out in the woods and you've had it off for a long time, um, and you go back to a map, it might take you know one or two seconds to find your location again. But now, if you want to, you can turn on high power and it will never turn it off no matter which screen you go to. It'll just keep it, it on. So you you might find some better accuracy when you're going back and forth between screens. Um, but I personally have never had a problem even with the high powered off. So it's just an extra feature if, if somebody is is looking for that. So yeah, I'll, I'll, stay, I'll keep mine in high power mode. I'll just recharge it. <laughs> okay. Right. I carry more battery, good, but yeah, more yeah. power, more power. And I haven't done a comparison to see how much more power, and I don't think it will actually be that much. Sure, um, I'll turn it'll, it'll, it'll be some. I'll keep it on. See that. So uh, Craig asked, um, yeah. "Can you toggle mystery caches, corrected cords on and off to see the geoart again after you have solved them all?" So like, not, you don't not yet. Back in their location. Not yet. That's that's on the feature list for an upcoming version. Oh, cool. Okay. Cool. That, that would be kind of neat, right? Because the GeoArt is kind of blown up once you solve everything and you get the smileys, but they're all indifferent. So that would be kind of neat to have. Yeah. So basically, it will just toggle corrected coordinates off and you'll just go back to the original chords with the toggle. So <laughs> I have mode. Raise deflector shields. <laughs> load, load, load four ton torpedoes. Yeah. E exactly. Yes. Exactly. I uh, think I'm going to answer this, but. Uh, yeah. 
we'll, we'll throw it up there anyway since we're there. Yeah. Can you add Adventure Lab locations to your maps? Uh, no, that is not part of the API for developers. I assumed it would wouldn't be, and we had this discussion the other night. I think when we were talking about Adventure Labs, but yeah, probably the main reason why they don't, and you can tell me something totally different. Like, no, that's dumb. Um, is because a lot of them they don't want you to have the locations always beforehand, right? So they would it would only work for the first ones on a lot of these sequential ones. You wouldn't. True. It'd be like giving away all the stages of a multi. You you wouldn't want people to have them ahead of time. Yeah, and I think they 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 like people using the Adventure Lab app and. Yeah, and again, the Adventure Lab app is, I, I, I guess you wouldn't call it beta, but its they're still testing a lot of stuff on that. That's why I think they haven't spread it. I don't know if they'll ever share it with you, but I don't see them sharing it while it's in testing. That would make no sense. Yeah, and maybe at some point they will be uh, given the ability on the API for developers, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, not currently. But you know, there's some things they keep, right? Like, uh, and yeah, you could do a, a waypoint for sure if you had yeah. the information. Um, catch. Yep. But like in Cashly, you can't, in no no apps, as far as I understand, you can't like, um, they do those promotions. Those generally stay only in the geocaching app. That's not something you're choosing not to do, like the current uh, memory lane. You're not choosing to bypass that. They keep that themselves, right? Yeah. So the only thing that they provide for us, which I don't show in Cashly, is a way to know what the new promotion is and to show yeah. like a screen. I could have it pop up. It could talk about it. But as far as like the little things that get unlocked in the official app and where it shows it on the cache pages, yeah, we don't have access to those. And you know, it's kind of hard to blame them, right? They they're not yeah. proprietary about tons of stuff, but they got to keep a few things. For sure, them. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing we did talk about prior to the show, people, if people are wondering, I was kind of wondering, uh, is that uh, the relationship between yourself and uh, geocaching.com. Uh, I've, and I'll let you speak more to this, but it, it's always, I think it's always been good really ever since the beginning. Right. Yeah. The, the, I, I've always thought they were great people and I live in Washington state. So for quite a few summers, it won't happen this summer, but for quite a few summers, I would actually go up to HQ and have meetings with, uh, all the API people with even Brian and they would take input, uh, you know, and, Cashly, along with lots of other apps, are official partners of theirs. So we have like a li liaison that we, you know, can talk to her and and we can email the API team and they'll, you know, add bug requests or feature requests and and even a lot of the suggestions or features that I've requested to the team, eventually have found their way into the API. So they're definitely listening to us developers and they're they're very responsive, very kind people. So yeah, great great relationship. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's good to hear too. They've been great with us. I mean, we're not obviously we're in a whole different realm, but being on the entertainment side of it, I guess you could call yeah. it. Uh, but they have been always very receptive to Jesse and I mentioning things. They've been very supportive. I mean, we did a whole leaderboard. Uh, yeah. We were the first people to get to do the leaderboard mm -hmm. um, as a group. I mean, they had a smaller uh, they had a smaller group that sort of did beta, but we were able to kind of fully beta test it. And now they're able to give others uh, opportunities to use that. But I mean, they're, they're always been so helpful for, for us. I mean, we're, uh, we're obviously, we're all, all of us, including, you know, all the developers are, are supporting their, you know, their listing. 
um, their product as it were. So, uh, you know, but they, they don't look at that and they don't, they don't take that in for granted. They really do truly, uh, um, are helpful. I think for, for everyone, they've been really great. So, yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit of offline lists as we continue on. We've got a few more, uh, things we're going to cover tonight. Offline lists are offline filtering. So talk a little bit about, uh, because offline, offline lists are incredible. I mean, they've really been, uh, and you know, I've, I mentioned it about the Texas challenge. Everybody, you know, if you're not using an offline list, um, trust me, get somewhere where you don't have any signal yeah. and you'll wish that you, we, we just did a quick, uh, short County run in Arkansas and I got lucky cause I, I was not smart. I didn't offline some of my caches, but I got, I was okay. But I was like, whew, man, I, you know, never, I need to always offline my list because you never know. I mean, even though we were weird, but. Uh, I know Jesse and I sort of, I know I've been trying to make sure and always offline list everything I do, but yeah. Um, so what, what are some, uh, what are some things you've been doing with offline lists with 6.0? Yeah. So offline lists have always had filtering options. Um, and there, I think there's over 50 different filters you can apply and you can compound them. You can, you know, do multiple filters on a list and it will, right. you know, uh, filter out all the caches that don't, uh, meet those filtering specifications. And so, yeah, in 6.0, I think it looks like we added five more. Um, That's awesome. So there's two options to compare if they're parts of other lists. So if it's part of another offline list, you could show it or hide it. Um, again, these are user suggested. So there's certain use cases that users wanted these for. Right. Um, one that I've used is, is cache log type. So say uh, you could filter and show all caches that have a DNF log. Um, and then you could read those, figure out, you know, why somebody DNF'd one of those, or you can invert the filter and it would do the opposite. It would show all caches that don't have a DNF log. Um, another new one is found by username. So you could put a, a username in there and it would look through all the, the found logs. Um, and then the last one is, is created offline. So, uh, Jesse, as I was saying, you can create like your own custom geocache objects yeah. in, in the database. And so that would just show those. So if you added those accidentally maybe to a list and you didn't realize, oh no, I added those custom ones that they aren't have, don't have real GC codes. Right. They're actually just user created. They'll never be uploaded anywhere. You can just filter those out uh, using one of those new filter options. So Yeah, I'm going to start using that. I guess I've never noticed that before. I, although I've used save locations a thousand times. I never noticed create offline geocache. That will yeah. change. I'm doing a bunch of those now. So good, good. Yeah, it's just a, it's a it's like the the better version of the the save locations. So, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. And uh, somebody mentioned attributes. That wasn't in this. That wasn't in six right? You didn't add attributes as a filtering. No, that's been there for a while, but yeah, you can filter on attributes or filter on doesn't have attributes, things like that. Which can be very convenient if you're doing an attribute search for certain things, you know, although I know people play around with attributes, but if you're trying to fill that calendar, that can be difficult. So not the grid or whatever it is. So it's hard to find those. Yeah, that that is awesome. Um, Craig got an interesting idea because being in Australia and traveling around some, uh, all our international and we're an international show, so we get a lot of people listen in other countries. 
he suggests offline lists and offline maps. You don't need to buy data in another country. Just use the hotel Wi-Fi at the start and end of your day, and there you go. So that's a cool idea or a good thing to think about um, if you're traveling between a different country and you don't want to you don't want to purchase data offline it and just do it that way do it at the end of the day when you may have yeah uh, access to wi-fi so that's awesome um very cool uh offline list deselect or to deselect selected list options or delete all list options has been added correct yeah so it's just before you had to if you say you had like 50 lists you would just have to manually delete each offline list oh, okay. it just adds, adds a few extra quick options in there for power users they can select you know 10 different ones and, and delete them that way or just blow out the entire database if you, if you choose so just adding more power in there for people that want it we we're gonna probably get this to the end but somebody mentioned it and that is you actually traveling anywhere um so I guess this year is sort of out since there's only a couple megas that are even left. Uh, but do you think you'll be able to, are you are planning to probably go to the 20th uh, celebration in 2021? Uh, and those, um, I don't know about Woodstock will be in, in, in Canada or Canada next year, but were you thinking about, you might, might be able to make a trip to the, hopefully i'll be able to make it some of them i need to look at the dates but yeah i mean everything's everything's changed now so we'll have to we'll have to see yep i know this is not a new feature but somebody brought it up so i thought i'd put it on there um they just hit a bunch of offline caches and that the radius feature was for them that's cool yeah Yeah. it's helpful it's just funny what what little bitty thing in there is going to be hugely helpful to somebody there's so yeah. many things, right, beyond the basic stuff. And and I'm, I'm assuming it's the same with everybody, but one little feature will be the most important feature to somebody, and somebody else will never use that feature. That's what's crazy. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the, not dealing with user requests, but like somebody will think that their request is the most important thing in the world. And, and I, I try to honor all requests and and really think about if it's, if it's useful. But sometimes there's something that's just completely obscure, um, but that user might think it's it's so important, and it probably is to them. But sometimes it's it's something I can't add because you know it, it would take a lot of work, and and only maybe five people would use it. All so, right. So you may not be able to answer this question. Okay. <laughs> I might even be able to guess what I'm going to ask next. But can you tell us? If you can't, I, I get it. What is the weirdest request you had? <laughs> oh boy. And you know we don't name anybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably probably Android. create caching for android that's gonna not not weird but hard you know maybe i was gonna think about my weird my weird request request was to flip the screen so i could stick in my my uh cup holder (laughs) that was useful though but it wasn't see it's another one of those things i didn't ever run into but it was it was something you did and so it it made sense to do it because it helped the user out yeah yeah so i know people that probably get frustrated they're like oh that stupid thing's moving it's like, yeah, but I liked when it moved. I could change it. So there's a there's a thing in the settings where you can um, tell it to not. Um, you can lock it, I yeah. guess, in place. Uh, phone rotation lock. Yeah. There, there so you if go. Everybody, if everybody, if if you're always wondering why 
You need to fix that. Go into more, go into settings, and you can change it to whatever you want. Uh, you can make it like lock in certain locations, or you could have it. In my case, I would typically flip it or not have it do anything. That way, when I was using it, I could set it because I was I was usually had the power power cord in, and I wanted to look at it upside down. And with by doing that, because uh, you put it in your cup holder, right? Yeah, I used to put yeah. it in my cup holder. And so, and I usually had power, I usually needed power going to it. So, you know, power and then put it this way, but I could still see Cashly. Yeah. But now it'll talk to you and tell you where you're going. It'll find the cache for you. It's incredible. Cashly 6.0 <laughs> finds the caches for you now. It's incredible. Uh, <laughs> that would, that so would be like Cashly 10.0 where you just speak to it and it, it finds it for you and it will log it and everything. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Cashly. How are you doing? I'm not finding the cache. You can look a little harder, Cashly. Keep looking. Um, somebody asked about. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Somebody's asking about map API keys. Is that? Yeah. So that's for uh, Open Cycle Maps. At one point, I had used that with um, an API key that I had gotten, and then that provider introduced very expensive fees for that oh, because. That's right every Cashly user was using that same API key. And so it was hundreds of dollars a month. Um, and I foresaw that it would raise even higher in the future. So I, I said, every user needs to go get their own key for that. And it's free for, for regular users. It wasn't free for, for a business. Um, but yeah, it, there's an option on there to open it and to give some instructions on how to do that. And then you just paste it into Cashly and save it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Couple more. We're still we're rolling along. Live search. So talk a little bit about live search. Yeah. So I will mention one thing first that that I ran into as well. So sometimes users would have a couple live search options enabled. Um, maybe they had set favorite points. Maybe they had set publish date, and they forgot that they did that. Maybe because it was scrolled way down on the list of filters. And then they kept, you know, sometimes I would get emails and people would say, you know, what's the deal? I'm not seeing these certain caches, but if I go on the website, they're definitely there. Mm -hmm. um, and I would just say, you know, check, you know, your filters, see if it's, you know, reset them. That might help. Um, now, if the one of those options is on, it will highlight that section green. So it's just a little visual indicator to know that you've, you've played oh. with that setting. You've changed it from the default. Um, so you can scroll through and see those. And it's kind of, hopefully users will kind of self uh, figure those issues out if it's something that you know they've ran into a problem. Um, so that's, that's one of the options. Oh yeah, it makes them green. That's cool. Yeah, it's actually really convenient because you know I wouldn't call myself a power user because I don't even know what that would entail. But I use Cashly exclusively, right? And I use it a lot, and yeah. I use all the almost all the features of it. Every once in a while, I don't realize the features in there that's on there, but I, I've done that. Yeah. Early on, I did that. Now. A lot of times now I'll just reset everything and, you know, put it back really quickly. But yeah, that is actually really convenient because you go through and set everything perfectly and, you know, you're going out to play and you, and you forget that that one little feature at the bottom is there. So that's so, such a small thing, but it can make a huge difference. And, you know, it's not one of those slap your head moments. So, yeah. Yep. Little, little UI, little user interface tweaks like that can really make a difference for users. That is great. So, yeah. Filters is something that, is very different, I think, for each user. I don't use them, but I know a lot of people swear by filtering. So I don't yeah. ever search without filters. See, I'm the opposite. 
I, I don't think I ever, you know, there's never, I, I hardly ever just go, just show me everything on the map. Show me all of it. See that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fines, obviously I take my fines out almost immediately unless I'm doing something, if I'm searching um, yep. or hidden by me, those are the first two things I hit every single time. My fines and my highs, I take those out immediately. Take them out. But there's yeah. other things that I just don't, you know, depending on what style of caching you're doing that day. Um, yeah. I almost always have some filters on. If I did that in my, t in my area, my map would pretty much be almost pretty much empty. Although <laughs> I found a cache today that, uh, and did some searching around and found a couple that I, I uh, are new, which I didn't know. I didn't get a, I don't remember getting a notification for it. I got to check my notifications, but anyway. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> well, wait, is I'm pretty sure this one's not in there, and it may not be able to be in there. But there's no way to filter by the cache contains trackables, right? Uh, there used to be, but they took that away from the API. And, oh, and talking about that. Yeah, it was. It, I, I can't. It was a technical reason. I think a not not a lot of people used it or something like that. They had some statistics on that, and mm -hmm. it was. I think it was causing a, a long server requests or something like that. So for whatever reason, they, they removed it. Okay. I thought there was something like that. And I think we had talked about it before, but. And you can do that with offline filtering. So if you have a bunch in, you know, pocket queries or something, you can filter for trackables with offline. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's just cool. not on the live, which you no. can always do offline and then just filter. So it's no, no, no thing. Yeah. Uh, live search filter enables items will show row color. We did that. Live filter screen should not reset scroll position when showing again. That's that's, interesting. A, that's a very boring one, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's interesting. I like it's, that. Uh, yeah, so if you scroll down to the bottom and you leave that screen, you return. It just used to shoot you back to the top, which is really annoying. Um, so just a few little UI tweaks like that. Um, the other one that I think we skipped past, that I skipped past, was the sorting type. Yeah. Um, so the API actually provides a bunch of different sorting types for the data you receive from HQ. And it's it's always been defaulted to distance. So you would always receive caches close to you and then out like in a circle, you know, in a, in a radius uh, up to 100 miles. So now you can actually change that sorting. So you can do it by kind of weird things. You can sort by like terrain or size or favorite points. So if you did it, for example, by favorite points, and you change either ascending or descending, you could get largest favorite points closest to you. Um, and so it would go in a radius out based on favorite points. So it's kind of a, a different way to see them on the map and to sort them before they come to Cashly. So even though Cashly had a sorting option before, it was always, you would still receive them by distance and then you could sort them. But now it kind of does its own filtering on the server before Cashly even receives them. I, I used that just like a week ago. That exact. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I use those weird settings in there a lot of times. So. Yeah, and and sometimes it's it's almost hard to explain how they'll work without somebody just testing it and and they'll see how oh, favorite points are being now now that's the radius is favorite points and so yeah, give that yeah. a try because it's it's a new option. Love it. That's incredible. Uh okay, map types and options. I are these these are all new map types, the GIS clarity, the Nat Geo and the Topo? Yeah, so those are a couple of them are new satellite maps. So the ArcGIS Clarity are ones that I've used for a long time because they 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 are really clear. So there's times when Apple Maps, Google Maps and any other options I had on there, you couldn't see like in tree cover, but whatever 
ArcGIS has done, their clarity maps are excellent. And you can often see into to little places that uh, you can't normally see on other maps. Oh, cool. Um, the ArcGIS is that one section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just giving, yeah, and the, and the uh, Nat Geo oh, and the, <laughs> yeah, the Topo. Those are just additional options for users that, that you know, if they want them. Love it. Love it. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> you would call it clarity. I yeah. Like. What does the plus and minus uh, for the sorting mean? And I think so that's, that's, a, that's ascending or descending sort. Yeah. Very good. Very cool. So, uh, and, and it's again, map types are extremely uh, not personalized, but people have their preferences for those as well. Some people yeah. really prefer one type and will argue about it, and some people really prefer the other types. Uh, but you know, you get your you get your own style of caching and your own way of using that app, and you really really dig into that as the best way. Yep. Yep. We're going to, we're kind of getting toward the end. So if you have some questions, make sure you ask them in the chat room, if you would, please, while we're starting to get toward the end. Mm-hmm. We've got some miscellany. Uh, there's a lot. They're in the show notes. Uh, I'll have the show notes up. I'll try to get, I'll try to be better this week about getting my show notes put up, uh, get our show notes put up quicker. But uh, we there's a couple that, that Nick highlighted, there's a ton. So we're not going to go through all of them. Well, and you know, no matter what we skip, that's yep. what the most important thing to somebody was. Yeah, that's true. probably. I know we didn't even rapid fire through all these things, but we're going to try to hit some of them and go to the show notes. And if we didn't get it, it's not like Nick didn't think it was important. We just didn't want to make a five-hour show. So, yeah. Yes. We don't want to go through date. <laughs> yeah. Add tram styles add volleyball icon no, th- those are those are boring ones let's uh <laughs> <laughs> skateboarding icon those are important no uh, but you did highlight a couple so let's talk about the couple items that you mentioned uh which we talked about earlier the text templates i love yep. that oh yeah add that um event time i didn't think about this what is what did you add for event time and obviously for an event right yeah so previously so the, the api had not had event time for quite a long time. So people could add the event to their calendar or look at that uh, cache, but they had to view the the description to see what time it was actually at. Um, The API returned 12 o'clock noon, I think, for all events. Love Um, it. Yeah, and so this was actually added quite a while back by the API team, um, but I finally got it added to Cachely. So... Now you can see the actual event time on the, the details page of a cache. And when you add it to your calendar, if users do that, it will actually include the time as well. So, yep. That's just, awesome. That, that is great. I, I love that because we're not right now, obviously. And I don't want to get into that. But events are one of the things we do more than anything else. We go to events constantly. We do it while we're traveling. And we, oh, to us, it's if that's one of the first things we search when we're going through an area or traveling through an area. Is yeah. there any chance we can attend an event while we're going through and we'll add it in and into our time of the day and everything else. So the fact that you can add those to calendars and stuff, again, seems like such a small thing, but for us, it's huge in our style of caching. So that's a good one. I, I like that one a lot. And then you have a couple for history. You got one uh, history screen shows highlighted colors. Yep. If you, um, so if you're a, a user of highlight colors, I don't know if you guys ever use those, but uh, I know a lot of other users like to group things with highlight colors. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and previously those weren't really exposed on the the history screen so now you can actually see if one of those caches that you have on the history um cool. also has a highlight color so it's kind of yeah. helpful and then you can also search them yeah right. so that's that's we'll a different that's a that's the settings for highlight gary for highlight oh sorry yeah no that's okay yeah if you go to go history highlights and highlights. Yeah. That's, cool that you can do, that's the highlighting section okay go ahead um yeah so this applies to like the history section where you basically are seeing all of your caches that you've browsed there's the history yeah. section yeah there you go so if yeah. one of those was highlighted um you would actually see that on the left side of the the cache oh okay cool yeah the, that's Perfect. one of those things so odd like i've used the highlights a couple times because i test yeah. everything that comes out yeah. but i have friends that i cache with that use them all the time yeah. wow and I they love just, that. they've locked onto that one and they have all this color scheme and they have all kinds of stuff and i guess i'm not that organized to do it you know i'm not either yeah <laughs> but i see why they're doing it but i'm like I, i've done it a couple times i'm like okay that's kind of cool but it it fits their style perfectly and there's it makes sense to them yeah oh, wow, that is yeah i didn't think about that that's great yeah it's things like you said i don't use it but it is really cool maybe i will maybe start using the the history part that is neat yeah no, you can search it you can search the history now as well so if you remember a cache you visited in cashly a while back you don't have to scroll through the list just type start typing the name or the gc code and it should, should search those nice that is awesome yeah. and then uh yep very cool uh okay i think and then everybody keeps on 7.0 it's like come on let's enjoy 6.0 <laughs> you're asking a lot that's here. that's one of my beta testers he's just probably giving me a hard time yeah i think he is so but. here's the question we'll throw back at them what could he possibly add to 7.0 there's, so, there's, a, there's a big list of stuff still. It's already a big list. Yeah. You're always list. doing it, but I mean, it, it's crazy. Every time you add something and you see the list, you're like, this is good. You got it. You don't need anything else. And you add something, you're like, well, crap, I'm going to use this all the time now. So I always have to keep users interested and, and entice new users. Yeah. So something that you've done really almost probably from the beginning, maybe because of your, you know, your, your other your your other your other job your other thing and that is you always had beta testers is that uh is, is that fair to say you pretty much have had beta testers pretty much from the beginning yeah so i had beta testers before 1.0 was ever released oh wow yeah so it started with a, a friend of mine who who i knew was a big geocacher he's actually introduced the first idea of geocaching to me when i lived in california mm -hmm. um he was one of my first beta testers and i can't i think i put out a just a request on Twitter or Facebook or something for beta testers at one point and got a bunch of people on board then. And just over the years, other people have asked. And so now we have kind of a solid team of people that are really active. That's awesome. And other people request to be a beta tester. And sometimes I say no, sometimes I say yes, because uh, we're all using Slack. And so yeah. beta testers are, are on there almost daily talking about things. And, and so I want new beta testers to be really involved if they're interested. So... Yep, I was getting into some questions. <laughs> that's, that's one of the one of them we're going to get to. We got a few questions before as we're wrapping up tonight. Uh, yeah, so where I go, I don't know. We, I think we all use the offline. What, what's the one, Jesse? We use, we use a there is uh, an app for, that. For, for Apple. It's where I go. So yeah, uh, you know, I don't. As much as I love where I go, I don't know how much time I'd spend coding something for that right now. I just, uh, 
there is a where I go play. of them, but I don't think that's anywhere. And and Brian and them were pretty open about it, right? They're like, yeah, it's not even close to the front page of our list. Yeah. So while they probably won't just delete them all, I wouldn't spend a lot of my time developing for that right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something I've played with just because I've like I hate a problem that I can't figure out, and I've I've just been curious about how they work and how you can display them on the iPhone and how the where I go app works. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the extent that I've got is just kind of playing around with how it could work or, or, you know, yeah. how the, the code it's like, it's another coding language that you're actually writing, you know, where I goes in. Yeah. So, yeah. Lua. I think it's yeah. Like Lua. Yep. Uh, there is a, another, this is uh, one of the questions we was brought up tonight, which is dark developing a dark mode. Is that on the list for 7.0 you think, or. That's going to be in 6.1. That's one that I've, I've mentioned that I'm going to add to 6.1. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Um, let's see. Going down the list. So while Gary's pulling those up, so I'll ask you this. Is there anything that you would want to put in there that is not possible at this current time under what we currently have with APIs and just the limitations of what are out there? Is there something that you would love to put in there that you know is just impossible at this time. I would love to have the option to do like a live map, like the official app does. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some people wouldn't want it. Maybe some people would, but I've had a lot of requests for it over the years and just the limits that users have for like API requests per minute and how many caches can be returned in one request. And then also the daily limit. Um, it kind of is it limits it. So there is other apps out there that that do that with the API, but you can run into problems real quick. If you move the map really quick, it'll continue to make requests. And um, people that don't have premium membership could really run into problems because they don't have as high as limits. And so there's just a lot of problems around it. Um, and the the official app, they you know they they own the data, so they can request more more caches to populate that live map as you're scrolling your map around. So it would be really cool to have, um, but I don't know if there will ever be a way using the API that I can easily do that. So, right. Yeah. Uh, Kitty Catch mentioning about Cache Tour. I don't know if you're familiar with cachetour.no. Yep. We're going to show on that soon. I've uh, met the developer, yeah. Oh, cool. And yeah, um, yeah we, we really love Cache Tour. I use, uh, I use Cache Tour and Cashly to do all of my county runs uh, with Susan. So um, it'd be neat to see if there was a way to add something about there. I don't know. Uh, there's a, there's integration with cash tour and Cashly. You can use it as like a, a routing app. So if you're using cash okay. tour and you, yeah, you can long press, I think on one of the caches and it should open Cashly right away. That's I do. Yeah, I do. I st- and from cash tour. I just tell it to, Right when I'm ready to go to an when I'm ready to go to a cache, it automatically pulls up cache, which is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is one I haven't seen much, but character count for logs has that ever been requested? Oh, you can see how many you're on. Yeah, yeah, that's actually one of the ones on my list, and it it should be pretty easy to add because I added that for uh, personal notes because that's actually limited as well. I think to four thousand characters, or maybe it's logs or four thousand. But yeah, so it's on my list of things that I want to add, and I think it would be useful because if you, I think it's unlimited right now, as far as what Cashly lets you type. And then if you sent that, it would, you would get an error. So, okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, so here's a question that maybe this is one of my own, but uh, so 
Go ahead. We'll it, come back. It be out, this may be out of your control, but so, you know, when you get, everybody gets them every day, you get an email about a cache from geocaching, like yep. a log or whatever. And then you, you can click on it in there in, in your phone yep. and it'll pull up that cache, right? Is there any way to make Cashly like my default thing within my phone? Cause it always goes to, if I have their app, it goes to their app, which I don't, I'm not going to get negative about it, but I don't, I don't use that app. Sure. Um, so I'll usually delete that to, because it'll pull it up. And I want to be able to pull up something Cashly or geocaching.com, not their app. Is there any way to make Cashly like the default, everything defaults to that on my phone when I when I pull it up? Or is that something on their end? Uh, there is not a way to do that. That's a an iOS thing and a thing with uh, the HQ app. So there's a way that they have verified that they own the geocaching.com or cord.info domains. And... I think iOS will look to see if you have the HQ app installed. And if you do, it will try to send those requests to that app. Okay. Um, so it's kind of a integration between those two things. And I can't override it. Not that I would, I would try, but maybe in the future, iOS will come up with a way where it can ask you and you can choose which app you would prefer to use um, to open a URL like that. But currently there's, there's nothing that I can change about it. Okay. I that was the case. Yeah. Somewhere to widgets, before we move on to other questions, you know, I have I use widgets in iOS, and that's geocaching is one of the widgets, but it obviously opens up geocaching.com. Yeah, and one one thing you can do is like when you get the emails that a new cache has been placed, you can long press in that in your email and copy the URL, and then you can paste that into Cachely search, and it will find it will parse that URL and, and find the right. GC code. So I like that that you don't have to. Maybe did we used to the very like early on you had to like make sure it wasn't all of the the whole thing and then the GC code. Cause now you just put the whole thing in and it figures out what the GC code is and does it. I, it was that probably somewhere along the line where you, you got it. So it could figure out where the GC code is in your, I think a long time ago before they had the, the core.info domain, like it was okay. harder cause it was a long string. And then the, the cache code was within the cache name. Right. But now I think all emails probably use the core.info and that's just really easy to grab the GC code from there. Yeah. So uh, we got a comment from Hugh here, and I want to make sure we get to it. That uh, are there video or how-to videos on using Cashly for us new to Cashly? And we really just jumped over all the beginning stuff tonight and really talked about specific stuff. But yeah, if somebody's new to it. Where would they go to get information or you know, kind of training videos on that? So if anybody wants to find our our Facebook group, that's a good resource. Uh, for beginners, if they want to ask questions, uh, just search for Cashly in Facebook. But as far as videos, um, this is something I've been thinking about and talking about with my beta testers. Mm -hmm. I've actually, uh, if people know what Final Cut Pro is, I've actually been working on like the template in Final Cut Pro, which is editing software, video editing software, yep. for how I would have each one of those videos, how I could have an image of a phone and, you know, have... Uh, taps so you can visually see where where i'm tapping it's hard it's hard to do those kind of things without you know setting that all up and kind of having a template but it's something that i am actively thinking about and working on so but currently there's there's not a place for a bunch of uh instructional videos unfortunately is this the spot where we'd go and i'll go back to, to jesse's question that he yeah pulled up. yep so facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cashly user group all one word and that's yeah there's also cashy.com uh, that you can go to that has uh, right. some more links and resources. But the most active group of, I think, uh, almost 2,000 users is, is on Facebook. Yep. No, yeah. Over 2,000. That's awesome. 
But Jess, you had a question. Uh, yeah, no, Ian had uh, a couple people mentioned it, but yeah, using the notifications on Apple Watch, that's pretty cool. The, that that will be in six point one. So I think okay. that's what he's referring to. I've mentioned that I'm going to add that to six six point one. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been, you've had it on the watch for a while, but there's going to be the watch the watch yeah. app, but not notifications of proximity. Right, right. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I think there was another question. I we we yeah, a lot of them came in all at one time. I was trying to hit any of the last. Yeah, ones. I'm going through and looking, but we've had some great ones as we start to wrap up tonight. Before we wrap up, too, though, I mean, there's tons of things. We got all the notes in there and everything else, and you've kind of been making the circuit, you know, letting everybody know about it, which is great. And uh, we have a lot of crossover for a lot of people, but if is there something that you want to make sure that you push out there to let people know about or something new that you haven't got to mention or, you know, you can't really tell everything that's in the future, but anything that you want to just really highlight in this release? Um, I know we hit just about everything tonight. I just, I don't, I don't want you to like miss something because we steered you out off that direction. So. Got it. I would say, all those little boring updates to offline premium maps. I think that uh, users of premium maps will notice all the changes. They'll notice all the style updates to the map. Um, so I think that's a good, it was a great update for those users of the offline maps. And if you're not an offline map user, as we mentioned, uh, they're pretty inexpensive. So yeah. give, those, give those a try. And when does the Android version come out? You didn't mention that. I, <laughs> That, that I do not have a release date for. I'm sorry. It comes up. No, no release date for that one, huh? No, no, I haven't even started on it. So, oh. people know the answer to that that have watched the show for a while, but you know, it comes up every time. So, you know, yeah, I've I've had people that are actually angry about it. They're angry that there's no <laughs> iOS version. I don't know. I don't know why, but or, or not iOS, Android. Yeah, Android version. Yeah, yeah. You know, you should really quit your job and just start doing it. As a reminder, it's not just a cut and paste. You'd have to start from scratch. Yeah, it's a whole yeah. Yeah. But, and, and I'm one person. You know, some you know, some companies, development companies can do two versions, an iOS and an Android version, because they have, you know, ten developers right. uh, working on a product and they can have two yeah. teams. So the question I'd I'd seen was about AR. AR is something that's really an interesting how would you put it? It's kind of a quandary. <coughs> Jesse, don't you think? Well, I mean, it's not a thing right now. <coughs> Geocaching ARs, those are really not a thing right now. So they did their experiment for a while. They let some people do it. Um, my best guess would be that they're going to do something a lot more integrated in the future. Now, so speculating further than that, if they ever do come back out with ARs, which obviously the world fell apart, right? So right. busy right now. I get that. But if AR ever came back out, I would hope that they had some kind of platform that some stable platform that that they endorsed, whether it was theirs or somebody else's. Now, if they'd ever push that out through the API, I have no clue. Right. That's something that yeah. if they did. Could people take advantage of that? I, I mean, that's really complicated. I don't know if that's something that you would ever see inside Cashly at all. Yeah. I mean, if it was something, you know, if it was like a packaged file or something like that which i think you know when the metaverse we're talking about the like the metaverse app you know there was some sort of a packaged file with all the data for the ar stuff you know if that was provided by the api and there was an open standard or something like that that there was frameworks to display that ar 
information, then sure, I'd be happy to, you know, explore adding it to Cashly. Right. I think that's such a, I mean, AR is kind of interesting, but, you know, when they take it back and they're trying to figure it out, and that who knows, that could be, you know, you can't do anything unless they know what they're going to do with it. So that's, that's yeah. a answerable question right now, right? And I, I've explored the idea of AR and Cashly where you would actually have a, a camera view that you hold up and then you can see all of the caches in the camera view, like in real time AR. Um, and so then you could physically walk to that. But the problem is, would users care? And then also, if you came close to one, would users that were new to geocaching expect that the cache was really at that visual pin that was in front of them? You right. They, they'd be like, oh, it's at the tree. The pin is right at the tree. Where's the cache? And then, so I think there'd be a, a misunderstanding about how that worked and the cache, you know, was in a radius instead of exactly at that location. Yeah, you would have to do like the like the bubbles that you have for the proximity bubbles. Like it's in this yeah. area. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's one of those things that you know either could take the world by storm or nobody would care, and you have no idea until you put in all the work, right? Yeah, and that kind of stuff takes an incredible amount of work. I've I played with it and probably wasted too much time with it, mm-hmm. and didn't go anywhere. So yeah. All right. Well- uh, real quick, as we wrap up, I do want to mention, I forgot to mention the shows that are coming up. And uh, one of them um, is kind of interesting. Uh, I know Jesse Tuttle's in the uh, chat room. We're going to talk about his, um, which kind of ties back in, obviously, to, to Cashly as well. But next week, we're going to do a show with the North Dakota Geocaching Group. Mm-hmm. Talk about their geotour. And um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Talking about Fargo and uh, the Moorhead geo tour up that way um gilby and all that cool area of the country and the geo tour it's up that direction we're gonna do a cash tour down in uh, another update with carl uh even though he's over in norway uh or where he might be in europe at the time but he's gonna do it live 8 p.m no change of time 8 p.m central uh he'll do it from whatever time that is 2 a.m in the morning or whatever it's 3 a.m in the morning wow Norway. So hats off to Carl for being uh, willing to do that for us. And then we're unveiling, I guess we're unveiling something. I can't really give any detail right now. I know Jesse will, but trackables. We're going to talk about trackables and what's going on with uh, geocaching.com and trackables. So uh, Jesse Tuttle will be on in uh, three weeks. So we're excited about that. One more thing. Don't forget. Uh, club is tomorrow night for the patrons that are joining that we uh all the information has been sent out to you and uh, we'll be going over a book again i'm not going to bore everybody else with it but that's been kind of a fun little started during corona thing and continuing still so that's awesome yeah jesse's point out they just got approval from so good thing i didn't didn't screw that up so that's good they just got (laughs) approval from geocaching.com for that um (laughs) Big thank announcement you. over here, like, oh, oh shit, don't talk about it. Uh, thank you, Adam. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate that. Uh, we're such, uh, you know, huge fans. Have been been casually fans, obviously, since since the beginning. Love it, love it. If everybody would do that, really would help out. Uh, you know, if you if you'd like to give a few extra dollars, uh, you can go to tip the developer. I think that's important. Um, put a lot of, a lot of effort in that, but, uh, definitely. So, um, yeah, Tricacious, he's going to be on next week. We're excited to be on, 
uh, have you on, and that's going to be great. Um, so that's wonderful. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Gilby doesn't have the the Geo Tour, but Gilby is one of them that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Geo Tour. We're also talking about Gilby because there's a lot of cool caches in Gilby. So just for me to clarify um, that. All right. Well, I think that is it. Jesse, final word. I'm going to hit the outro. Um, you know, I, I've said it a million times, so I'm not going to rub it into the ground. But if you're not using Cashly, I don't I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. But it's exclusive. Like, you know, we mentioned this many times. There's so many ways to play this game. There's mm-hmm. so many ways to, to get to playing this game. For me and, and Gary, too, we've talked about this many times. Cashly does more than I could ever use, and I'm really into being able to do exactly what I want to do. So yep. uh, I'm always surprised when, when Nick brings out something brand new. Uh, it's usually by user suggestion, and I'm like, I don't need anything else. I'm like, oh, I need this, and I'm going to use this every day now. So it's you don't know what you don't need, you know, what you need until it, it it's handed to you. But, you know, again – very versatile app and and if you're not on ios i'm sorry but uh this is awesome so um use it and just the responsiveness i think that's what people have to remember i don't know i still don't know how you do it you're so fast to answer people and get all the new ideas and and make them happen and everything else that's what i hear from when i talk to people totally away from the show and we talk about cashly that's what they always mention first. Like he added, I, t- I talked to him and he answered it. I'm like <laughs> yeah. he actually responded quickly. Fake button. I mean, it re- he really does it. So yeah, he, you know, if you don't have an iOS phone, go buy an old one and use it. So yeah. It's All right. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks again, Nick. It's been Thank you guys appreciate it. You bet. All right. Stick around for a second. Here's our outro. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight as well as our new format. Please email us your comment at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, or Spotify, as well as at the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved with us in the chat room. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go geocaching. Thanks again. Good night, everybody.